The city of Mumbai received surprise showers the start of the last week and I must say that it was raining goals in Goa where the ongoing ISL is happening. And uh, well, welcome to the Totally Indian Football Show. I'm your host Suju and today I have with me Arko. Uh, we will go, we are going to take you through what's happening in ISL so far and we're also going to talk about the Senior Women's National Football Championship almost getting to end uh, of its season in Kerala and we also know that Arko is on the comms for that particular tournament. But before we come to that, let me welcome Arko. Welcome to the show. Hi, Siju. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Absolutely. We'll always have you back. You are our go-to person, just like, you know, when we have nobody coming on our show, we are like, we know who will come. And uh, let's kick start which without much ado. Now, ISL, I think we are almost into two, th- two to three weeks into the season eight. And I must say a lot of surprises. I think the first big surprise is that Goa are yet to win a game. They are still at the bottom of the points table. Uh, let me start with that team. I thought I'll come to it in the end. But Arko, all of us, uh, I think most of them who I asked and even myself, even if I had to ask them the top four predictions, uh, FC Goa was there in that list. But unfortunately, they are yet to win a game. What do you th- how do you assess the team's performance? I think the team's missed some key personnel, uh, including Brandon. I feel Brandon's been a big miss and they've played with Brandon for so long. They're used to playing with Brandon and he's like an extra foreigner. So when you had five foreigner, he was like a sixth foreigner. And when you have four foreigners on the pitch, he's like a fifth foreigner. So the the balance of our team seems to be off when he's not there. Ortiz hasn't, you know, fully recovered. You can see that, you know, he's not up to the mark of, of last time. It's too early to say anything of, of Iram, but... They've struggled in defense. They've struggled with the balance of the team. And uh, it, I mean, I've got to be honest, it, it, it doesn't look good at all. Three wins, no points whatsoever on board. Already nine points dropped. And, uh, you know, the, the top four keeps getting, you know, away from them all the time. Odisha currently in fourth and there's six points ahead. So I won't say the season's done yet, but any turnaround has to start now well when you stress on the word now i must remind our listeners that we are recording this episode on a tuesday and that means goa will play a game as we record this but we won't be able to talk about that because the episode you'll be listening to is on a wednesday i think the next game that they play is bengaluru fc but it doesn't make sense for us to speak about that uh before you know we see this game tonight happening but let's move on i think talking about fc goa the last game that they lost was against khalid's men uh let's talk about that team a bit they started with a, it was a shaky start uh, but they've got a win finally and uh, how do you assess Khalid and his team well my first assessment of Khalid's team was that they, they're probably not good enough to make the top four nothing's changed that even though they picked up a win against FC Goa you can see that uh, there are a few gaps in the team for example the defense is still uh, shaky right I, I mean what happened against Goa was that Goa tried to create chances but couldn't put it away right they couldn't finish off Northeast United I mean it is difficult for Khalid also because he's lost a few key personnel to teams Apuya mainly Hernan Santana's come in he's done a fabulous job he's probably one of the best 
at what he does in the league but i mean nothing much to to write about or to talk about about northeast united you you have to look at their core to see you know because it's it's not really up to the mark if you look at the other isl teams there are teams with much better cores you have t- you have players who are i would say bottom rung isl level or maybe i league level playing in a isl team so i do not think there should be high expectations of this team and that's my honest opinion of them even though they defeated uh, goa but you know you know khal is going to make them more difficult to beat you know khal is going to make them more compact you know khal is going to make them more combative and khal that's what he does with his teams he he inherits even if he inherits what do you say underdog teams he he tries to motivate them and he's a great man manager so so let's see i won't rule them out yet but my first inkling is that they're not a top 4 team also well talking about top 4 i think the team that you know was considered to be a dark ho- dark horse and rightly so and they've been very impressive throughout the start of the season and they've also caused another upset in terms of beating atk mb yesterday uh, when i say yesterday it was on monday jamshedpur fc owen coil and men have been very impressive since the start we expected them to do so uh, how do you see can do you think that they can you know consistently perf- give this performance yeah i think uh, manolo marquez paid the greatest compliment to owen coil when he after the press conference he said you know hyderabad the first half of the match against jamshedpur was probably the worst half they played on in his tenure right and owen coil rightly said you know that was a compliment to them because they didn't let him play and jamshedpur we kind of always figured we're going to be like this and from pre season i'd heard this that they were a difficult side to beat and that's what owen coil does he 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 makes his teams very difficult to beat you know they they are playing two foreign center backs uh, peter hartley who's again among one of the very best in the league you know and uh, young jitu also had a fabulous game yesterday prad pointed out on commentary and i have to you know agree with him len dongel scored the goal uh, you know that gave them the lead and then uh, alex lima came on and immediately scored the second one and uh, obviously there was a bit of controversy regarding ats goal but i mean no no controversy regarding the win i mean it was it was solid it was a back to the walls job and uh, i have to say hartley looks like a early contender for player or tournament i don't know if you know defenders get it you know defenders are not always maybe at the top of these charts as opposed to forwards but uh, you know if someone's making the decision someone's listening to this pod i would strongly recommend hartley because he's been a monster for them in defense and I, even pranoy haldar for example had a brilliant game yesterday i know he's not the favorite of some teams so because of you know some some injuries he might have caused but hey that's all part of the game but eli sabia peter hartley dinliana and ricky and rehnesh behind them these five are going to be key to where jamshedpur finish and um, all these indicators are that this is a top four team and uh, greg greg stewart is a great addition as is komal thattle you know komal thattle's been in the wilderness for so long he's come back he's had a point to prove and he's proving it so i would say everything's going right for jamshedpur but you know in such a small league all it takes is one major injury to one major player and then you know you're back to using a reserve 
you know you're you're back to plan b so uh, i hold my horses but early indicators is that it, it's it's a final it's finally the season for jamshedpur fc when they make the top 4 Well, let's hope and pray that there are no injuries for any teams, and we've already seen some of them really suffer because of that. Now, this episode kind of looks like you know Arko is literally leading me into the next point, but it is definitely non-scripted. Uh, but that's I think a good uh, eye for or a good aspect uh, for a good podcast. So let me. You mentioned Pradyum there, and I must say that uh, well, we all agree to the points that he makes on the mic, but we also have to agree on the things that he does off on the pitch as well. Uh, well, in terms of the team that he worked with for Orissa, uh, Orissa FC have been doing some really good work, and surprisingly, uh, from the all the past seasons, it's not a surprise for most of us because we know who worked behind the scenes, but. they have been really performing well since the start except for the last game that they lost uh, against kerala blasters but they've been it's been raining goals as i started the show by saying it was raining in bombay but it was raining goals in goa it started with a goal fest the last week between odisha and east bengal we saw 10 goals being played there a 6-4 win for odisha how do you how do you see odisha the key is for them to uh, maintain right and and i feel the match against kerala blasters showed that consistency level because it wasn't like the kerala blasters were an easy team to beat that night so how do you see odisha going ahead i mean uh, this is expected of the indian super league where i mean you think one team has a momentum and then boom right so i mean i've witnessed this many times just in the starting of the league I thought, uh, you know, Mumbai City were great against Goa until they they were derailed by Hyderabad, and then I thought Hyderabad were great against Mumbai, but they were completely undone by Jamshedpur. They got a draw, nonetheless, right? Uh, then Odisha were raining goals in their first few matches, but and Blasters obviously didn't look like the most solid outfits. But then again, all changed. So it's it's very hard for anyone to say. you know what caused the bodies i wouldn't say the meltdown i'd say the reverse against odisha i still think they're a good enough side to make the top 4 i feel they're one among let's say the five six or seven sides you know that can potentially make the top 4 and you also have to factor in the you know the the fact that they have two foreign center backs and uh, for now the teams with two foreign center backs are doing well i mean i'm talking about jamshedpur also right So, but the point about Odisha is that they've conceded a few goals. They have. They've let. They've let in a few goals. Um, I was just looking at the expected goals the other day, and I, even before the Kerala games, right? Uh, two of the five highest XG contributions in this uh, campaign came against Odisha. Even though they won both the matches, I'm talking about the BFC match as well as the East Bengal match, right? So. somewhere down the line they conceding way too many chances right though and that came to you know bite them back and against kerala and that that's going to happen and because for, at some point times you know the probability the the numbers the law of average is going to catch up to you right so yeah like you said prat did some rebuilding activity he and he has some more and and that's that's the life of an isl club that's always keeping on rebuilding so yes um don't forget that this is a team which finished dead bottom last year right so it's difficult for even one man to rebuild the squad in like one one summer right so probably take one summer probably two summers maybe even three who knows but 
the great thing is they've had some people step up they've had aridai they've had uh, havi put up great performances i've been Im- very impressed by isak uh, thara has come in he's been a bit hot and cold but overall he looks like an upgrade so i'd say that 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 they are maybe a couple of players away from you know the top 4 but uh, let's see i could still miss check they could still make the top 4 this year and uh, the the good thing in odisha is they have great options to come out come from the bench right they have isaac who's been splendid in his first few matches liridon krasniki of daniel alimpia your young nikhil raju came in you got a goal so odisha overall a better squad i feel they are going to be in and about the you know come the end of season But it's really difficult for me to stick my neck out at this time point time and say yes they're going to make it. They first have to stop conceding so many chances. They first have to get that balance right. And but I mean he's made it fun to watch. Kikor Amir has made it fun to watch. It's 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 good to watch a team like that. It's it's very entertaining for the neutral. It's very entertaining for the viewer. So long may it last. Absolutely. Well, talking about Manolo and his men, right? Last season we were all impressed. I mean, they took the league to almost the last minute to even decide who gets to the top four. Uh, but this time around, it's been a shaky start, and especially the last match, they were completely undone by Jamshedpur, like we spoke about. But how do you see this season? Do you still see a chance that Hyderabad makes to top four? Yeah, Hyderabad. I think for the for the way they play, I mean, I'm always going to. you know i'm always going to back them to make top four they, they they're a good team i mean make no mistake about it they've made some smart additions this uh this summer they have edu garcia who's come in and who's one of the you know one of the greats to play in the in, in the league i mean i know he doesn't get his due share as some of the others to have played in the league but make no mistake about edu is is really great right you have bart ogbeche who who got a goal against jamshedpur but he's blown hot and cold and that that's i think a concern for for manolo marquez he's he's not been his usual consistent self and uh, in a league as short as this you need your frontman to be consistent because you you look at a pattern right you look at a pattern going back a few years everyone who makes the top 4 has strikers who they high, you know heavily rely on and i think the 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 stats will prove me right in most of cases they have a striker who gets more than 10 goals right uh, ogbechi usually is that striker but this season he might still get more than 10 goals but like i said he's been a bit in and out of form also yasser's injury is a is a major one i'm hearing like i'm hearing he might be out for an extended period of time so all what this means is that there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders of joel kianizi and uh, javier severio you know these two really have to step up we saw young rohit danu step up against mumbai get the third goal that's good to see right in terms of defending i don't have a problem with their defense i think because the the full backs have such extremely high work rate they'll always manage to get them you know out of trouble or just pin the opposition back with their blinding pace right both ashish and akash are are like frightfully quick so they're not going to have problem and you have jao victor screening them so i think that's an added layer protection right the problem is in the attack the problem is in getting the goals that they play merits 
you know the problem is putting the ball back on net and uh, you know who's going to do it we don't know is it ogbeshi is it kianisi is it severio danu anike jadhav any of these guys so yeah i mean they're they're also a team that i expect to be in and about till the end and when i mean in and about i mean you know in the hunt till at least 17 18 games so so let's see i feel and i said this at the start of the season a lot of what they do this season depends on the two new signings once one on gonzales the other is bartok beche and my opinion hasn't changed at all it's it's still down largely to these two gentlemen and if ogbeche gets you know injured or if he runs in a bad uh, run of form then it's down to goel kianese and javier siberio in his place so yeah let's see and uh, you know and i don't think manuel is panicking yet i think i, th- I think they'll be fine depends on you know how the next few games goes yeah talking about the calcutta clubs now well it's i'm sure it's painful to be an east bengal fan at the moment because of the mess that we know that they are in uh, because of which the reason why you know it affects their performance on the pitch as well uh, it's been a bad run for them do you see anything you know anything booming for them they've just got two draws if i'm not wrong so far i think it's a match today that will decide if they finish last or higher and uh, I I don't want to say same for Goa but because they're also at the bottom of the table this is essentially a six pointer today East Bengal for my money have been more solid than last year it's just that some of the players they have and I think the you know the manager himself came out and said it he said some of the managers we have are not cut out for the ISL and I'm inclined to agree with him slightly I, and I feel for him also because uh, squad formed at the last minute everything uh, was done in a in a rush essentially uh, when you're doing especially the foreign transfer the last moment it means you're only getting folks who weren't really wanted anywhere else or who really didn't get a contract anywhere else right and sometimes though those turned out to be good like bright and obakare was a fantastic player last season right so i don't know if they get anybody in january but i mean early indications are that you know there's going to be another season of struggle and you really can't blame them because squad from the last moment uh, you got to feel for them to be honest and uh, i am on i am honestly surprised they got a draw of chennai because chennai look like a really really strong team right and uh, for like what chennai do essentially depends on their attack because the defense looks like it will just shut up shop and you know not let anybody score so i'm i mean it's a good point for east bengal against uh, chennai to build upon but today's game against goa is is tonight's game in goa is massive it is it could be it could be my win for any team and i think the winning team gets a lot of confidence whereas the losing team goes home absolutely deflated and you have to say possibly out of the reckoning at least mentally for the top 4 not mathematically but i'm talking about mentally i'm talking about the point of situation where point in the season where you know where you know you're not going to make top 4 irrespective of if your form you know picks up so today tonight's match absolutely crucial six pointer 
Yeah, well, like I said, guys, this episode will be coming out on Wednesday, so uh, we'll know what the result is already. But let's move on. Since I, I will come to ATKMB in a bit, but since you mentioned Chennai and they deserve to be, you know, uh, talking about them because they've had a great start to the season. They've had two wins: one is against Hyderabad, and then a Northeast, and then a draw against East Bengal, which is like a win for East Bengal there. Uh, but how do you see the season going for Chennai NFC? They've really come back uh, after some. dismal runs in the previous editions i mean i'm not surprised uh, the coach prefers this style of play right i mean if you look at their what do you say if you look at the goals exchanged during their games chennai in, in they play three games they've they've got scored three they've let in only one so essentially that's a total of four goal contributions you know in their three games it's a case of goal karunga bhi nahi karne bhi nahi dunga Type so they're they're essentially like the I mean at this point in time they're like the Burnley of the no offense to any either team either Burnley or Chennai and I just think that Chennai are super compact they'll draw half their matches anyway on the on the prospect that they're going to have a lot of clean sheets they already have two clean sheets I easily expect them to end up with eight nine I mean. Barring a major meltdown in the defense, and uh, you can see the coach's defensive uh, stance is working because he's playing Narayan Das, right, as a left center back, and uh, and it's working. Like anything he touches in defense, he's is working. And he has Slavko Damjanovic, who's who's a fantastic defender. To be honest, like I mean, I expected this before the season, but even I didn't expect he would be that good. uh but yeah like like i said i mean they are not going to it all depends on what their forwards do right if the forwards score they're going to win more matches than they draw right and i see very few you know losses for them someone it will have to be a really good footballing performance to break them down right and i i think that might segue into your next uh, team but uh, i mean when i talk about really good footballing performance i'm talking about mumbai city who've I've seen put up like I mean a couple of really blindingly good performances, right? So death ball for the win. Yeah, I will come to Mumbai City in a bit, but before that, I have to talk about a team that even they've caused havoc in five-one uh, defeat. at the hands of mumbai city fc atk mb until then were enjoying the top position of the points table uh, now they are not anymore because they've had back to back losses one against mumbai and one against jamshedpur do you see haba still being the coach of atk mb till until the end of the season knowing the nature of how isl goes habas was on thin ice to begin with right and uh, i mean So let's let's look at his losses this season. Six nil against Nasaf, right? I mean, that I'm sorry, there's no other word for it. It was utter humiliation. I mean, I mean, what else would you call a six nil when you can't call it a fighting loss because yeah, it's but, not. Yeah, but but wasn't that some wasn't something that that was expected, right? I mean, uh, okay, so so here's something for perspective, right? So Nasaf then went on to play Liman from Hong Kong and. uh hong kong is not close to india in either the rankings or the country coefficient when it comes to a, you know afc country coefficient rankings right so india is higher on both rungs right i'm not saying we should read too much on the result but i i i i saw the match i saw that liman was much more compact i just felt habas got it totally wrong right and 
Nasaf, yes, Nasaf were good. Nasaf are an Uzbeki team who are obviously who are a better footballing nation than us. I mean, to be very honest, right? Nasaf defeated Dempo 9-0 back in 2011. But then again, that was Uzbekistan at the top of you know at the top, very top of Asia. They were one win away, I think, from making the World Cup at that stage. I feel this Nasaf. I mean, with a little bit of guile, with a little bit of tactics, with a little bit of preps. Could have been handled much, much better. I'm not saying that you know Sixteen would have been turned to win, but they could have because Lehman did it, and then Nasaf lost in the finals, right? So no, I I don't I don't think I don't think Habas came out looking really well, and I don't I'm not buying the excuse that Nasaf was a really good team, so we expected. Yes, we expected loss, but Sixteen, sorry, is not expected, especially given the fact that everyone thought ATK was. Probably the best Indian team to try and combat uh, in in Asia, given their defensive news. So it was an entirely anticlimactic performance from uh, ATK. Then against Mumbai City, again they came unstuck, right? And I'll tell you what the problem was. They were playing Liston Golaso and Manveer Singh as wing back, right? And when those two go up, there's a lot of space, right? That was the same thing in Nasab. Nasab found a lot of space. On the wings, so I have to question the tactics here. And I mean, if Senior Habas is listening, you know, apologies, but I mean, I'm honestly trying to figure out what you're doing because it's not working out, right? And Jamshedpur also took advantage of that. So I mean, Habas is a man walking on thin ice. I feel because he did not deliver last year as well, and he's he's got everything he wanted this year. He's got Hugo Bumu. Right, they paid an ISL transfer record fee. It's an Indian transfer record fee, Indian league that is. So I don't know. And essentially, at the start of the season, I just expected Hugo and Roy to run rampant. But then the the back isn't sorted. The the defense isn't sorted. The the gate isn't shut tight like you would expect an ATK Mohan Bagan Ahabas team to be. Right? They've conceded nine goals in four matches. Uh, by the way, only only East Bengal have conceded ten, uh, and Bengaluru conceded nine. But Bengaluru can scored seven also, and Bengaluru haven't spent the same amount of money neither of East Bengal as ATK Mohan Bagan. So, uh, Havas, I feel like is on very thin ice, and and I I don't know I don't know how long how long they have they'll have patience with him, but failure. And we know we know what ATK want. They ATK want to play the AFC Champions League. Let's be very honest. I think I think everyone who follows Indian football ISL know that they want to win the win the league shield and the championship. And ATK are not ATK Munmar not the types to compete for top four and say hey we we made top four so we are fine, right? So I do not see Habas surviving the season if if he doesn't arrest this slide. Next match against Chennai. Huge clash of ideology there because Chennai like to sit deep. They like to frustrate their opponents, right? Which Jamshedpur did against ATK Mohan Bagan. So I don't know. I think I think Habas loses that match. Should be curtains. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I agree to the points that you mentioned. Yes, definitely. Six nil was a thrashing considering the team that you know was fielded there. Uh, but let's see. We all have to wait and see how it goes uh, for ATK MB and Habas's. Uh, 
then you're there uh, but let's now finally talk about maybe mumbai city has still come and you know keep it till the end for them because uh, they deserve a bit a minute more to talk about we've anyway mentioned about it uh, talking about bfc right i think this will go hand in hand i will come to mumbai city anyway because the last game that they played chetri's penalty was saved by nawaz or rather chetri missed it you know to put it in better way uh how do you see bfc do you see i mean i think whenever i asked i asked a couple of people to send in their you know predictions for top 4 none of them put bfc in their top 4 and it looked like they had like probably they could play free flowing because there was no pressure nothing was expected but i'm sure they had expectations from their side as they were in a rebuild mode they had a new coach at helm Uh, a new season a new fresh start some key players coming in uh, new signings coming in but uh, some pairs some things are still not working or rather there's some shortcomings even now well i mean uh, it's not really a surprise to see why people haven't put bs in their top 4 right i mean uh, anyone who's an objective viewer of the isl or anyone who's been following it seriously will tell you this year also that they do not expect bfc to make top 4 i do not expect bfc to make top 4 let's look at bfc's opening fixtures right against northeast odisha kbfc and mumbai city i'd say mumbai city is the only tough game i know odisha doing well but uh, i mean a really good top 4 side would probably get a draw or even maybe a win of odisha depending on the situation in the game of course uh, and why i am saying that they are good good side to make the top fours because against odisha right a team with kind of a, a similar ending point this season i feel uh, as bfc I, i would say odisha only a couple of rungs above bfc currently bfc were completely outplayed i felt I, at times they did well but i felt odisha on on the whole uh, they had a few chances uh, and they converted them bfc on the hand actually had a lot of chances they didn't what's also hurting bfc is that the the indian core there is kind of faltering right uh, the indian core that's been at the club for a long time uh, trusted to get them over the line in crucial matches uh, it's not really it's it's not really working out right clayton silva still remains clayton silva honest honest day remains one of the best right but uh, the center back pairing either with pratik or with you know alan costa and hyundru mosavo king it's not working out up ashik at left back i feel is a waste of his talent i mean he's such a good attacker he's such a good you know fantastic uh, winger and i could even play him at striker you know uh, so i don't know like i mean they haven't had the toughest start yet they haven't done really well i think that tells you all you need to know about bfc just to look at their upcoming fixtures they have hyderabad fc fc goa and atk mohan bagan right all three teams who are you would say at the start of season you know prime to make the top four irrespective of what they're doing now so it actually gets harder for bfc from now on and after atk mohan bagan they have jamshedpur and chennai nfc uf that the five games after this will define bfc season if they if they sink or swim because honestly the five games look really tough you know tougher than their first four fixtures so so let's see let let's hope they can come out from slump because they have a passionate fan base uh we know them really well they know me personally really well the west block blues 
and uh, you know some of some of them my friends might be hurt but i do not think they make they make top 4 this year even though they have good additions they have to turn something around fast otherwise otherwise don't see them at all doing it well absolutely and i finally now come to mumbai city fc and i think you know this ball is definitely working though we thought they would have some starting troubles to continue the dominance that they had last season but it looks like they are probably on their way to defend their title uh your quick thoughts on mumbai city i mean there's nothing much to speak about because we've already spoken a bit about it uh so before we move on to our next segment let's just speak about this what are your, what are your quick thoughts can they can they be consistent now yeah i feel uh, of all the of all the so called big teams of all the so called teams fancy to make the top 4 i feel mumbai city are the ones that look you know most likely to you know finish top 4 without hitch because over the four games right there was a slight blip against hyderabad and i call that a blip because i think that was more an outlier that was more an outlier than than uh, you know than the norm let's say because i saw them against atk mb they were fabulous right against bfc it was a very professional performance against goa also it was a very professional performance Yes, ball is here. The man, the man, his hype is real. He speaks really well, by the way. Um, really elegant, like a like a Bond who's come to the ISL. I was telling somebody this, and they were laughing at my description of him. But uh, I think this ball is great, right? It uh, it's very compact. The press is good, and uh, I think all the analysts in the country. They really love him because because he's doing something fabulous with Mumbai City. He's come in it's a short time. Let me remind you, it's not even his team. It's it's Sergio Lobera's team technically, right? These only added maybe he's on maybe only had to say on let's say three foreigners, two foreigners. That's it, right? Everybody else is who Lobera wanted, and Des is making them play, man. Des is making them play. He's he's solid, but but the big. the big you know the big two fixtures coming up here jamshedpur and chennai you know on the 9th and 15th so we don't know we don't know how these two teams are going to you know shape up against mumbai city but i think everybody now knows that mumbai is the most difficult team to beat right uh, but yes if anybody's hearing uh, my my slight you know inclination is that mumbai have their weak areas right um i think jahu jahu's decline i won't say decline i think decline is stagnated he's pretty much the same level he was but he's not the same jahu that played in goa like that jahu was was fabulous that jahu was too good probably right it's, it's also could be because the league's gotten better also um, mandar rao desai wasn't great against uh, bfc he struggled especially when uh, prince sebara try to drop to the side and you know he he, he became a wide forward amay ranawade uh, yes good player but can he keep this level of form up rahul beke we've seen him struggle for the national team you know over this summer and maybe a, a little bit longer can he keep this form up some ifs and buts but on the whole uh, you see you know casio gabriel vikram pratap and igor angulo and these three my 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 like what what a deadly combination like casio especially like 
I don't, he might even turn out to be a better player than Bumu. Forget the stats, right? Forget the goals and assists. If you just look at Cassio in a game and what he's doing to tie up play, to stitch midfield to attack, to really make them a cohesive unit, right? He's the one that's that's doing the work so that, you know, Vikram and Angulo and Bipin can do what they can, right? And uh, Bipin again, hot and cold. I still believe last season was an outlier. Might not have that great a season, but then you have a top... You know, you have a three of the top four like that. You have the you have Cassio, Vikram, and Angulo, and Angulo again proving a point. So I don't know. Difficult to difficult to you know stop them. Jamshedpur and Chennai. Uh, I feel I feel those two fixtures will be key because, like I said, those two teams like to stay back, like to stay compact, pounce on your mistakes. You know. So yeah, yeah. Let's wait. Let's hold on, but. For now, West Coast Brigade, Islander Central, and the, all the other fan clubs celebrate because the death ball hype seems real. And you can also be excited for the upcoming Asian Champions League because uh, just hope they get an easier draw than SC Goa did. Let's, let's hope they don't have to draw Persepolis because if they do, then I think Des Buckingham and his Mumbai City team will do really well at the ACL. This is my early season knee jerk prediction don't hold me to it don't don't strangle me later if this goes wrong but yeah well that was a great one to end with but that is an we don't end our show there we have to move on to the next segment we'll have to wait and watch how the season unfolds because of the whole short tenure that it is anything can happen at any time so stay tuned till the end and enjoy until then but uh, let's move on to something even more fun that happened in kerala where the senior national women's championship was taking place and we have our two finalists in railways and manipur and our dear friend and man arko was in the comms for the last few matches arko take us through the last few games where I think if I'm not wrong Railways defeated Mizoram while Manipur defeated Odisha to reach to the finals. How were the games and what do you reckon to the final match? Yeah well uh, I'm just going to start off a bit personally personally yes uh, two very long matches today but uh, it's it's been great uh, you know it's my first time on commentary um, I am also improving I, I can't uh, you know deny that I was a bit nervous but I am getting better. I hope uh, all of you will send in your feedback. Just don't uh, send in rotten eggs in the mail, right? Everything apart from that is fine, but just coming to the matches, right? The heartbreak, I I really like the Mizoram team. I really like how they played. I think for me personally, you know, philosophy-wise, that's the right way to play, right? Keep the ball, move it around, and uh, even when they're dead tired, and just making this point, right? Mizoram played a game more than Railways also. Right? Railways had one of the games cancelled in the group stage. Mizoram had one more game. Uh, they were fatigued. Take into context that, uh, you know, they those girls haven't had any matches in the last two years because of pandemic. Mizoram's been under one and a half years of lockdown. I think that's like the world record for a lockdown. 500 days, right, for a lockdown. So, situation's been nuts there. Literally, and you know, uh, my dear friend Tete Hamar, uh, secretary of the Mizoram Football Association, he told me, uh, "Listen, we we weren't even getting a full squad because parents because COVID's still a thing there. You know, I mean, people in the cities now are forgetting. I see a lot of people without their masks. I I'm still double masks, even though even though I'm you know double vaccinated. 
but mizoram the situation still bad i think even the indian council of medical research came out and said that mizoram is still a state of concern right uh, so that's the state they are in for them to even like you know put together a team like that's crazy you know and they all they missed their flight they missed the train from guwahati right uh, so everyone pulled in money and you know they got the girls on a flight and man they've repaid their faith right great great performances all of these things taken into context and taken into context a lot of these girls is 17 18 19 haven't had a regular football for the last 2 3 years this team can only get better in fact i think and again don't hold me to this if i go wrong but i'm going to stick my neck out anyway i'm going to say in the next 5 years mizoram's going to win a senior women's national championship especially because of the way they play and you know the great spirit they showed railways were always going to come out on top in a penalty shootout because i felt they had the more experience some of their players you know uh, out aged mizoram's players by a decade but i don't believe in the adage obviously i don't believe in age if you're if you're old enough you're you're if you're good enough you're old enough that that's what i believe right but still i think uh, you know railways due to a little bit of experience and a little bit of more breathing room one game less you know towards the end of the mizra match i don't know how many of the viewers how many of our listeners listeners saw the game but mizra had come to a stand still they could barely move it was 570 minutes in about 10 12 days very difficult very difficult for for girls you know who've not had any match time so that was the first semi second semi pretty much went as expected odisha put up a great fight i mean kudos right i always said this about odisha uh, in men's football maybe doesn't produce enough players in fact i did the research i think there are there are zero players Uh, from Odisha in this year's this year's ISL, right? Of the registered players, there might be players registered in January, but for now zero. But comes to women's football, it's a powerhouse, and they showed that today. They took on Manipur. Manipur are like the Goliaths of Indian women's football, right? Everyone, like I mean, if I was a state team facing Manipur, I'd take caution. But they had a young coach who took the game to Manipur, and uh, you know, Odisha women. I mean, they don't have, let's say, the standout stars. I mean, don't don't take me otherwise, but they don't have maybe some of the great players like a Sanjay Ranganathan for a Tamil Nadu, or uh, let's say, um, you know, uh, Grace Lal Rampari for a Mizoram. They don't have great stars, but the team ethic is is fantastic. It's fabulous. They were compact. They were they were you know they were tight. They 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 pressed well. and you know imagine pressing like this for 90 or 120 minutes every two days and that's what they've been doing right so so they 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 kept this tempo up until until the very last minute and no shame no shame in losing on penalties to mizoram because hey it's all to manipur because hey it's manipur right 24 finals in 25 editions um 20 they're chasing the 21st title right so imagine Out of twenty-five editions, they won eighty percent of the editions, right? So that's just that's just footballing pedigree there. I mean, they've had nine players. Manipur got had nine players in national camp, right? Some more in the India nineteen, some more in the India seventeen. Despite that, they put out a, such a strong squad. I mean, I don't know. I think there have been the odd occasions where Manipur's been upset in the last five ten years, but. they showed today they are still very much the team to beat right and they start the final as 
as favorites for me because I know there's too much individual quality and on top of it, of it that's, that's fantastic teamwork also. They're hardworking, they're individual quality, they're hard you know, they have, they have team ethic. I don't see why they shouldn't win the final. For me, they're starters favorites in the final, but uh, like I said, Railways experience, you know, always counts. And don't forget, Railways also have a lot of Manipuris and Odias. So they'll know a thing or two about their opponents. So interesting, interesting uh, final that we have set up and a repeat of last time's final. Manipur won 1-0, but uh, this is a fresh tournament. Anything could happen. Are you on the comms for the final game as well? Yes, I will be on the comms and uh, hopefully I should be joined by uh, co-commentator and uh, Karnataka women's state player and Parikram FC midfielder Mithila Ramani as well, who joined me for the first game today and uh, you know her uh, you know her daily commitments to her job did not enable her to join me for the second game but uh, fabulous insights from her for the first game yeah absolutely i think that duo of comms is something that you should not miss for anything so i think uh, and i'm sure after that great detailed analysis arco that you gave us right here uh, i don't think you're going to get eggs in your mail you will definitely get some great feedback about your comms as well as some great insights thank you so much arco for doing this for coming on to the show it was a last minute message that i dropped in and i and you acknowledged thank you so much even after doing back to back games you were still here spending almost 50 minutes with me thank you i appreciate it and yeah thank you very much that's all i can say right now it's indian football always here for indian football and uh, as you guys saw indian women's football has a lot of potential please keep seeing it please uh, my request to the you know totally indian football show is we do more shows on indian women's football it's fun it's exciting it's only going to get better and uh, i promise you there's a lot of interesting bits if I could just do a self-plug, do not mind, Siju. A couple of friends and I, we've taken over, uh, you know, the, the management of Rangers FC Women. My friend Anirvan Ghosh is the head coach. It's a, it's a very young, exciting team, the average age of 13 or 14. We're playing the Delhi Women's League, which is starting on 15th. And uh, please support us. Please support us because uh, some of the girls come from marginalized communities, but the football they play is the football that you saw Mizoram play today. Like quick, fast, high-pressing football. Uh, that's the way I like it. And it's very heartening to see these girls at 13 and 14 taking it to the state league. Sorry for the self-plug. Uh, but thank you, Siju, for having me on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let's, let's see how the final pans out of the Women's National Championship. Absolutely. And I think that is my favorite word. Until I find a new word, you will have to bear with me. To all the listeners, bear with me and that my love with the word absolutely. But anyway, Arko, I think one thing I want to tell you personally is never be sorry for what you just did. No apologies accepted over there because you don't have to be. Uh, thank you so much for that plug-in in a way. And I think we'll soon definitely have Anirban here as well talking about his team. Uh, and of course, we will not stop talking about women's football. We are called the Totally Indian Football Show that includes men's and women's football. So thank you once again to all our listeners. Follow and subscribe to our show if you haven't yet. What are you doing? Just do that, man. And share your thoughts, share your insights. I'm your host, Sajo, signing off. Have a great week.